The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Thank you, and good evening. This is Kim Charlson, and I am um, going to be speaking to you this evening as the co-chair of the American Council of the Blind audio description project. Um, I co-chair that committee with Carl Richardson, and there are many ACB members involved in all aspects of the work of the audio description project. But this evening, I'm here to talk to you about an exciting um, event that's happening right now related to the audio description um, awards gala that will be happening later um, later this fall in November. But a component of it, which is what we're going to delve into tonight, is the Audio Description People's Choice Award. And you probably are familiar with the concept of People's Choice Awards because they've been on television for movies and programs and all sorts of people's choice kinds of things. And they are exactly what they sound like. The people put together a list of, you know, nominees and those nominees are considered by the people for winning an award. So let me tell you a little bit about the audio description gala awards process, and then we'll delve down into talking about the awards and even get to hear some sample clips of some of the nominees. So I think that's going to be um, very fun and enlightening. Now, some of you may have already voted, which is great. Um, I'll be talking about how to go about voting and the different ways you can vote for the audio description People's Choice Award so um, so there's quite a bit of information to share, and I think we're all going to have a great time. So um, as I mentioned, um, this year is the second Audio Description Awards Gala, um, and your participation in the People's Choice, the Audio Description People's Choice Award, is a component of the gala. So the gala has a planning committee. Um, and it's both industry and ACB members that are part of the planning committee. And the committee is co-chaired by Matt Ader, who is a vice president at Vespero, and Karen Kenninger, the retired former director of the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. Then we have members from the Audio Description Project. We have staff of ACB and we have representation from several um, broadcast media networks, um, audio description companies um, to help make the various decisions and do the work that puts the audio description gala awards gala together. So um, the gala overall is really um, a wonderful event that celebrates the inclusion of audio description in all forms of media entertainment. And it's designed to, um, to recognize the importance of audio description 
and the entertainment industry's role in providing television content for people who are blind or have low vision. Um, it's a, a factor of inclusion. It's so important to all of our community. And the Audio Description Awards Gala is a way for us to, to really recognize industry for what they're doing and urge them to do more. Because I think that's the one thing I hear the most from people is they just want more access. Um, and that doesn't surprise me because I feel the same way. So, um, so part of the awards, the Audio Description Awards Gala Committee is the awards subcommittee. So if you had an opportunity to um, to view last year's awards gala, there are several awards, I think seven or eight awards, we call them the berries. So it's like the Grammys and the Emmys, we have the berries and the berry awards are named after Dr. Barry Cronin who received one of the original Game Changer Awards last year for his role in being the individual that brought the concept of audio description to television. He worked for WGBH and he did all the early um, research and development to bring audio description to television, first at WGBH and then later on through several networks and cable providers that we have today and streaming services now as well. So I wanted to tell you who serves on the Audio Description Awards Gala Awards Committee, because that, that's their role. That's what they do, um, is identify recipients for the, the Audio Description Gala Awards, and they were involved in identifying the People's Choice finalists that we'll talk about in a few minutes. So um, the chair of the Audio Description Awards Gala Committee is Joel Snyder, Dr. Joel Snyder. He's the chair. Um, others serving on the committee are Matt Ader, Renee Arrington-Johnson, JoLynn Bailey-Page, Maria Victoria Diaz, Serena Gilbert, Satana Howery, Karen Kenninger, Carl Richardson, Wendy Sapp, Chris Snyder, and Jeff Tom. And just a, a comment, Jeff Tom is the chair of the Audio Description Project Awards that are presented at the ACB Annual Convention. And those are different awards for performing arts, for innovation, for research, for career achievement. And those are those are recognized and presented at our um, summer convention for ACB. So eight of the 12 committee members are audio description users who are blind. So the majority of the committee are people who are blind. So let's dive in and talk a little bit more about the Audio Description People's Choice Award. Um, this is the first year. And after last year's gala, in our debrief process, we talked a lot about wanting to engage users of audio description, their families, friends, colleagues, anyone who's enthusiastic and passionate about audio description. We want to get them more involved in the gala process. 
there. So this is the one way that the committee identified that we could have more engagement from users of audio description is to have a People's Choice Award. So the voting for the People's Choice Award opened up on Monday, the 26th, just a few days ago, and it will remain open until midnight Eastern time on Monday, October 10th. So you have time if you haven't voted to um, to get your vote cast. You can vote one time and you can encourage your friends and family to vote too. So it's um, it's a people's choice. So with how what the people vote and how they vote is what will reflect um, you know the winner for the audio description people's choice award. Um, so the the ten finalists for the audio description people's choice award have been identified to reflect a diverse and a varied sampling of entertainment content from broadcast television, from cable providers, and streaming services. So I'm going to tell you a website, and we'll repeat it again toward the end, so you can um, you can remember this and write it down later when we repeat it. But this is the website that will take you to the samples, which we're going to hear in a few moments. Um, so you can listen to them again if you want, or play them for friends. Um, and it also has the link to the ballot, so that you can vote online. So, and just a comment about the ballot, it's really accessible. It's a very straightforward checkbox layout. So you use your space bar to check the box you want for the show you want to vote for. So the, um, the, the address, the URL or the link that you want is www.acb.org forward slash 2022 hyphen, A-D, hyphen, peoples, without an apostrophe, P-E-O-P-L-E-S, hyphen, choice. So I'll repeat that one more time now and then later before we end. www.acb.org forward slash 2022 hyphen, A-D, for audio description, hyphen, People's without the apostrophe hyphen choice. All right, we asked each of the 10 nominees for the people, the audio description people's choice award to submit to submit a sample of an, an example of their program that was nominated and the audio description for that program. So I have expert assistance from Deb Cook Lewis this evening, and she is going to help us um, as we find as we come across um, the finalists who have presented um, the samples for us to listen to. So the first two have not yet submitted samples, and those are Celebrity Family Feud which is on ABC and the audio description is provided by Vitac. The second one that um, has not submitted a sample of their program and audio description at this time is Ted Lasso. That's Apple TV plus. And the, um, 
The audio description is provided by Pixelogic Media. So the next one we do have a sample for, and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is Disney Plus. That's a Star Wars program. And the description is provided by Deluxe USA. So I think Deb is ready to play the clip for, from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Then let's begin. Their blue lightsabers ignited, the two Jedi circle one another on the shiny marble floor of a terrace gazebo. As the two blades clash, the image suddenly changes to a close-up of Darth Vader's fearsome helmet and mask. My lord. Vader turns from the windows of his Star Destroyer. The third sister is here. The ship's captain stands aside as Reva strides forth across the main deck toward their imposing superior. It is my great honor to be invited aboard, Lord Vader. I am not interested in civilities. Where is he? The tracker worked. He's arriving on Jabim as we speak. You have done well. Kneel. Throwing back her cape, she lowers herself to one knee. Grand Inquisitor. She looks at him, then subserviently lowers her gaze. The captain applies a collar pin to her black uniform. Set a course, Captain. We leave for Jabim at once. Vader stands statue-like at the head of his ship. Meanwhile, Vader continues following the trail of bodies through the tunnel. Using the force to open doors, he marches into the hangar where he witnesses the freight transport taking off toward the open roof. As he stretches out his hand, it suddenly stops. The ship shutters held in place in midair. Vader lowers his arm, pulling it back down. It crashes hard to the hangar floor. Vader uses the force to rip out chunks of the hull. Inside, he finds only empty seats, and through a window, he spots a second freight transport taking off. It escapes through the open ceiling. In the flashback, the training fight between Master and Padawan continues. Maneuvering behind Anakin, Obi-Wan uses the force to seize the lightsaber out of his grasp. You're a great warrior, Anakin. But your need to prove yourself is your undoing. Until you overcome it... He extinguishes the saber. A Padawan you will still be. He hands it back to Anakin, who displays a humbled look. Obi-Wan smiles and gives him a fatherly pat on the shoulder before leading him off. Back with Vader. Standing all alone, he continues to stare after the departed transport. Reva creeps into view behind him. She grips her lightsaber in her hand, her thumb inching toward the ignition button. Springing the red blade, she hacks at Vader from behind, but is frozen mid-strike. With one hand raised, he turns around to face the flickering saber. He was wise to use you against me. He force pushes her backwards across the dirt floor. Reva recovers and continues to attack. As she takes a big swing, Vader simply raises a hand and blocks it as if with a force field. 
other strikes he easily dodges. As he uses the force to twist the weapon in her grasp, Reva performs a flip to hang on to it. A simple hand maneuver from Vader sends her skidding back on her heels again. As Reva goes in for her next attack, she activates a second blade from the other end of the ringed hilt. She faints and twirls like a stick fighter. As Vader compels her backwards again, she holds out the center hilt of her weapon and lets the two blades spin around its outer ring. The Dark Lord of the Sith strides forward, causing her to slide back further with each step. He slows the spinning blades, then summons the weapon from her grasp. Separating the two red blades, he extinguishes one and tosses the hilt to the ground at Reva's feet. She eyes it warily before bending to pick it up. Gripping the weapon tightly, she straightens again, squares her shoulders, and activates its glowing blade. She charges in to resume the fight. Vader barely leaves the spot where he's standing as they duel, while Reva performs acrobatic circles around him. Each strike from the both of them is expertly countered. A force throw shoves Reva into a somersault, which she quickly recovers from. She strikes the saber from Vader's hand, but as she comes in for the finishing blow, he relieves her of her weapon and draws the other one back into his grip. Down on one knee, Reva finds herself defeated with her enemy stalking toward her. She flashes back to the night of Order 66 and Anakin slaying the younglings. Young Reva watches in horror. Anakin thrusts his blue saber and Vader's red saber impales the Inquisitor through the torso. Anakin wrenches his blade free. Adult Reva slumps to the ground. Did you really believe I did not see it, youngling? Her perspective shows Vader looming over her at an askew angle. Noting his diminished state, Ben slowly lowers his saber from its battle-ready position. Vader lifts his head to reveal one eye now exposed on his pale, scarred face. Obi-Wan grimaces in horror at his former Padawan. Anakin. Vader rises to his feet and raises his head with effort to peer back at him with his naked eye. Anakin's gone. I am what remains. Tears well up in Obi-Wan's eyes, his anguished face lit from below by the blue glow of his saber. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anakin. For all of it. The barely recognizable face of Anakin Skywalker stares back at him through his one exposed eye. I am not your failure, Obi-Wan. You didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. The blue light dies out on Ben's teary eyes. Anakin's face glows red. The same way, I will destroy you. Then my friend is truly dead. Barely able to stand, Vader keeps his saber raised. Goodbye, 
Goth. Ben turns his back on him and walks away. Wow. That was a little longer than most of the clips, but I can see why they wanted to capture that whole thing. So pretty impressive. Um, all right. Our next um, selection for our finalist for the Audio Description People's Choice Award is a little different. It's called Alma's Way, and it's a children's program in both English and Spanish. We're going to be listening to the English version today. And it's done for PBS Kids and by the Fred Rogers Productions Company. Um, the English audio description is provided by Bridge Multimedia. The Spanish audio description, which we are not going to listen to today, by Decapta. So when Deb's ready, we can hear Alma's way. A cartoon. Vamonos. A subway train rides over the Bronx in New York City. Alma's way. Here she comes. Alma, a Latina girl, steps out of her house with her little dog, Chacho. She dances wearing a long bomba skirt. Sing Alma's way. From the Bronx. Singing a lelo, lay, lay, lo, lay, our island songs. Alma's family dances and plays music. So many questions, so much to explain. Oh. Figure it out. Alma plays soccer with friends, investigates with a magnifying lens, and dances in her neighborhood. The whole world knows it's Alma's way. Alma's way. A title. No go mofongo. Alma sits at the kitchen table folding napkins into animal shapes. Mommy and Papi carry supplies toward the back door. This way! Junior guides them as Chacho runs around their feet. Alma turns to us. Everyone's coming over for a cookout in our backyard. Papi's grilling and the food is gonna be... Mwah, delicioso! Alma! I just found my box of old stuff from Puerto Rico. Abuelo opens a box. My lucky coin! Here, Alma, you can have it. Cool. Gracias, abuelo. Mommy and papi come back inside. Ruben, you can have this. Abuelo tosses an apron to papi. Was that your apron? Yep, I always used it for our family cookouts. Papi pulls hard to get the little apron over his head. Mm. <laughs> Gracias, I love it. <laughs> what do you think, Lulu? It looks good on me, right? <laughs> If you really want to know what I think, it's way too small. I like the one you usually wear. Ah, I can always count on you to tell me exactly what you think. Gracias, mi vida. Papi struggles to pull the small apron off over his head. <laughs> Definitely too small. Papi puts on his own apron and heads outside. Mommy watches Abuelo unpack his box. Oh, that's Abuela Cecilia's tablecloth. She made it herself. Okay. I'm going to assume that's the end of the clip. It apparently is because it really did stop. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of stopped on rather suddenly. It sure but... did. I, I know. I looked. I said, oops. <laughs> but it's it's did it on its own. 
<laughs> so, all right. <laughs> all right. So the next clip we're going to listen to is Matrix Resurrections. Um, and this is from HBO Max with the audio description provided by Deluxe USA. Um, and I've watched this clip and I think it might help you to know that there is a bit of virtual reality in this clip. So let's see how well the description can help us understand that. Matrix Resurrection. Neo exits a stairwell with Trinity and strikes the handle off the door. As they climb up to the parapet, they see one of the choppers cresting the roofline in front of them. In the light of dawn, they stand frozen at point-blank range. The chopper fires its twin machine gun cannons at them. Neo throws himself in front of Trinity, repelling the gunfire. They inch backwards amid a hail of flak from stray shots that pepper the rooftop. Spent ammo casings fall like rain from the hovering chopper. Neo and Trinity duck behind the stairwell structure, where they find the second helicopter strafing them from the other side. They edge along the parapet, Neo managing to ward off the shelling. As they re-encounter the first chopper, it launches another missile strike. Neo uses his power to redirect it straight into the second helicopter. It goes down in flames, rotor blades tearing into the rooftop before the whole aircraft erupts in an explosion. Neo and Trinity are both thrown backwards. As they come down hard, the real Trinity jolts in her chair. Elster probes a device into one of her arm jacks. Nodal fibrillation is critical. She'll die if we don't extract. On the rooftop, Trinity and Neo both lie unconscious amid the smoldering wreckage. Trinity's eyes and mouth open suddenly. Turning her head toward the brilliant orange sky, she watches the flock of birds fly gracefully in its erratic formation. The smoke clears to reveal Trinity rising to her feet. A view from behind shows her head eclipsing the sun as she gazes out at the serene dawn over the city. The shifting light pixelates slightly as it's reflected off the skyscrapers and washes over the horizon. Trinity stands gaping and dewy-eyed as she witnesses the phenomenon. Neo lifts his head and stares at her. His black trench coat billowing in the wind, he rises to his feet. Neo faces Trinity, both silhouetted in profile against the skyline. As they gaze longingly into each other's eyes, she presses her palms to his chest. I remember this. I remember us. They kiss, their heads eclipsing the brilliant sunlight beyond. Trinity's lips part but linger on Neo's. He draws back, staring at her all the while. My dream ended here. A stairwell door gets kicked open as the SWAT team starts to ascend the steps. Back on the roof. We can't go back. We won't. Neo and Trinity clasp hands. The couple share another lingering look. As the view rotates around them, they turn their faces forward. In slow motion, they run toward the roof's edge as the SWAT team arrives. Can I make the jump? In the real world, Hano and Seek look on expectantly. Hand in hand, Neo and Trinity take a flying leap from the roof's edge. They plummet in slow motion, Neo's coat flapping upward. 
Neo stares downward, limbs flailing. He jolts to a stop and looks up to see Trinity floating in midair, gripping his hand. I'm not doing this. Are you doing this? Trinity sweeps her gaze over the sun-drenched horizon. She clings onto Neo, the pair suspended in limbo, then looks up to see a helicopter approaching. With the chopper just a few feet away, Neo shoots her a pleading look. Bye. She rockets upward, taking Neo with her. In the real world, a hand slides the probe from Trinity's headjack. She comes to. All right. That's got to be some show. <laughs> um, all right. So that was pretty impressive as well. So the next nominee for the Audio Description People's Choice Award is the movie Prey, P-R-E-Y. And uh, it's a Hulu production. And it is the audio description is provided by Descriptive Video Works. So we'll hear Prey. Let me know if you don't hear this one in just a couple of seconds because it's coming from a different location. Thanks. There it is. Naru yeah, is good. chest deep in mud. She struggles to shift her body. Naru frees her right arm and tomahawk. She throws it. It lands behind a gnarled clump of branches with the rope attached. Naru tugs on the rope. The hatchet flings back towards her. Her body sinks deeper in the mud. She grips the tomahawk in her right hand, then hurls it. It hits the branches and topples backwards. Naru retrieves it. She throws it again. The mud swallows her up to her shoulders. Naru tosses the tomahawk. She pulls on the rope. A branch snaps off and flings backwards. Naru is now buried to her neck in mud. She rests her head back as she reels the rope and hatchet back. Naru raises the tomahawk overhead. She hurls it. It catches in the crook of branches. Naru grips the rope. The braided rope strains as she pulls on it. The tomahawk twists sideways, securing it in place. Naru holds the rope with both hands. She strains with effort as she drags herself forward. Naru wriggles through the thick mud. She crawls out of the sinkhole covered in mud. She leans against the thicket with her breath heaving in her chest. Her body is caked with mud. She flicks mud off of her hand. All right, that was Prey. And um, probably one of the better examples of audio description. Without it, that would have been three minutes of splashing and moaning and groaning. I think we would not have known what was happening. So um, a good choice on their part to spotlight audio description. 
All right. The next nominee for the Audio Description People's Choice Award is Law and Order Special Victims Unit. This is a program on NBC. And the audio description is provided by Caption Max um, and Three Play Media. And just as a audio descri- description piece of information, as of yesterday, um, Three Play Media has um, acquired and assumed Caption Max into their operation. So, um, so in the future, you'll be seeing probably Three Play Media. On some of the announcements, you now hear where they said audio description provided by Caption Max. So changes in the audio description industry. So let's hear the segment from Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Velasco and Rollins get out of their vehicle on a deserted street. Scary place to meet for a date. There even was a date. Country could be making this whole thing up. He killed Tanya, dumped her body. Why send this up here? Anyway, what are we supposed to do? There's nobody here to talk to. Well, we check bus routes, I mean, truck deliveries for Sunday night, talk to homeless guys, and we get lucky. Yeah, maybe. But I'm with Finn on this one. This guy sent us on a goose chase. A skateboard lands near Velasco's feet. Yo! Blow ho! Velasco checks out the bottom of the board. Nice trucks. Put these on yourself? Yeah, thanks. You guys are cops, right? Hmm. You hear about that vampire? Vampire? Yeah, we're vampire slayers. Gotta keep an eye out. He lives right in there. An abandoned warehouse. How do you know a vampire lives there? He's sneaky. Some nights we can see a light moving around inside. Is he here today? No. Vampires sleep in the day. They hunt at night. Yeah. How about Sunday night? He was in there. We had our steaks ready. It was quiet. Sunday night, you see this car? No, I don't think so. Okay. How about this girl? Yeah, maybe. You know where she went? He points to the warehouse. I gotta go home. You be careful with those vampires. Hey, let's go. The three boys take off on their boards. Vampires. I told you I might get lucky. <laughs> After you, Buffy. Rollins and Velasco approach the warehouse. Let's do this. With bolt cutters, Velasco breaks a lock. In the dim warehouse, they shine flashlights into a storage area. <coughs> What's that smell? I don't even want to know. He kicks a door open. Plastic curtains cover a metal cage from floor to ceiling. Velasco and Rollins begin their search. Their flashlight beams sweep over jars of murky liquid sitting on shelves. Okay. Velasco opens the plastic-covered cage door. A chandelier dangles over a table in a room set for a dinner party. Dear Jesus. At the table, a woman slumps in a chair. Rollins creeps toward her, and her flashlight illuminates the face of a mummified corpse. What the hell is this? Velasco's flashlight reveals two mummified women wearing wigs on a couch. As Rollins takes in the horrifying dinner party scene, she bumps something. She spins around and spots more petrified bodies. As Velasco stares open-mouthed, Rollins aims her flashlight beam at another curtain. 
Velasco braces himself, then follows. Rollins pulls the curtain aside. On dissection tables, they find two bodies. That's beauty. It's Tanya. Phew. That's Law and Order SVU. What can we say? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, all right. <laughs> so the next nominee for the Audio Description People's Choice Award is going to give us a little more amusing um, tone here. It's Grace and Frankie, which is from Netflix. And the audio description is provided by SDI Media. So let's let's um, laugh and smile with Fr- Grace and Frankie. Grace sleeps on the window seat to the right of the fireplace. Frankie sleeps on the bottom of the bookshelf to the left of the fireplace. Grace stirs and rises slowly. Oh my God. (laughs) Do it again, Elvis. What? Frankie, wake up. Grace limps across the room. I was dreaming. I heard. How's Elvis? Chatty, down to earth as in life. Grace flips a light switch. Still no juice? No. Your numerous calls to the power company, pretending to be a past winner of the Mrs. Power Company pageant, seem to have failed. I have another idea. Yeah, I'm right there with you, sister. We gotta get our stuff from Walden Villas. I need my pills. I need my toothbrush. I need my pills and your toothbrush, too. But we can't leave. Why not? We're squatting. That means we have to stay put and squat. Well, I'll go and you can squat your brains out. Oh, no way, lady. Bad things happen when we split up. That's how this whole mess started. Also, how the grill ended up at the bottom of the pool last year. Oh, I thought it jumped because it looked depressed. Man, I say some crazy stuff. Grace swipes on her phone. Frankie pushes it down. Hello, my eyes are up here. I'm trying to find somebody to call to bring us our stuff. And my battery's down to 3%, so whoever it is, they'd better come through. Then let's call Elizabeth Warren. She's the only person not letting me down these days. At Saul and Roberts. They sit at the dining table with Peter. No, we've had fights before, but never like this. He hit me. In my elbow... I'm not sure what he was aiming for. My stomach? I never thought of Jeff as someone who got that mad. Oh, he is. He put his fist through a window on a gingerbread house for a party we're catering. No, wait. We made that for ourselves. But I thought you and Jeff had an open relationship with the go-aheading and all those rules. (laughs) All right. I was wanting to hear more. That was interesting. (laughs) Oh, that's Grace and Frankie. So our next finalist is Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And that is a Paramount Plus production. And the audio description is provided by WGBH Media Access Group. So Star Trek. Hammer holds up his hand in a Vulcan salute. Live long and prosper, my friend. Spock looks away with a grave expression. No, no, we can help you. You have to let us try. Uhura bangs on the window. Uhura. 
I want to leave you with one last piece of advice. Open yourself. Make a home for yourself amongst others, and you will find joy more often than sadness. Hammer. Hammer, please. Please. Chapel holds her. Do not weep for me. <laughs> I've had a good life. Hammer winces. It's time for me to go. He heads for the rear cargo bay door, open to the snowy landscape. La'an solemnly watches him go. Chapel cries as she holds the sobbing Uhura. All right. Star Trek. And our last example for the audio description People's Choice Award finalists is Como Sabrever Soltero. Now, please, if you speak Spanish, don't shoot me. <laughs> uh, my Spanish is terrible. Um, this program is a Spanish uh, program. Um, it's produced by Amazon Studio, and the audio description is from Sony Picture television and the audio description is in english so relax <laughs> Maffer y Daniel desayunan Maffer está pendiente de Fish Daniel está concentrado en la notebook Fish se prepara una pila enorme de panqueques Perdona te voy a robar esto Fish ¿Estás bien? Sí, no, nada más que desde que no tengo sexo, pues me da más hambre. Pero bueno, es que el final es bueno porque si estoy comiendo, no estoy pensando en sexo. Estás tan ansioso, eso solo le pasa a la gente que deja el tabaco. Deben haber formas menos destructivas de reemplazar el sexo. Mm. O puedes coger, no es como que da cáncer pulmonar. ¿Y cómo le llamas a un embarazo no deseado? Danielito. Chica. Venía de buen humor hoy, gracias. Se cayó tu silla. Oye, si lo metemos a karate, a lo mejor así desfoga toda su agresividad. ¿Tú qué planes? Yo nada, arroparme y esperar la muerte. ¿No será ya tiempo de considerar otras opciones? ¿Otras? ¿Cuántas hay? Uh -huh. No sé, ya no sé. Starbucks, Sara. Eh, con mi maestría, Sara. Sí, porque mi maestría está siendo súper aprovechada jugando a Nintendo. Es Xbox. Daniel come crema directo del envase que dice ¿Cómo sobrevivir soltero? En casa de Sebastián ¿Dónde estás, animal? Hoy empezamos la pre de nuestra película y no te veo por ningún lado mm. ¿Dónde estás? ¿Qué onda, Nat? Eh, acá todo increíble eh... no, no, no. Nat, me siento muy mal No... Llamada de Sabrina. ¿Sabrina? Hey, Sebas. Te cuento que estoy en Ciudad de México por unas horas. ¿Nos vemos o qué? De una. Ya vamos tarde y cuadramos, ¿te parece? <risa> y esa sonrisita, cabrón. Chécate esto. Sabrina, la del campamento de Wisconsin. Efectivamente, está en México y me quiere ver. No hay manera, pendejo. Ahora sí te la tienes que dar. Güey, con tal de que no se acuerde del incidente, todo bien. 
Cuando te metiste al agua en tanga, pinche ridículo. No, güey, cuando se me paró en el musical de Pinocho. Ah, sí, sí, es cierto, que lloraste y todo. Es que eras un tetazo, pero aún así le gustabas, güey. Ya sé, güey. ¿Qué tal si no se me para, güey? Eres un novato. Ven. Si el problema es falta de firmeza, tengo pastillitas del azul, de la dorada, de la roja. ¿Cuál quieres? A ver, Conson, no soy un viejito, güey. Sebas, no le des la espalda a la ciencia. Con esto puedes durar hasta 36 horas. ¿Lo has cogido por 36 horas? No son seguidas, pendejo. Te mueres. Güey, ¿qué es esa mamada? Es mi nuevo brazo biónico. ¡Bate huevos! ¿Cuánto te costó eso? ¿10 mil dólares? Pero eso no importa. Mira, güey. También hace cócteles. Pero si le quitas el vaso, parece que está masturbando un hombre invisible. Gonzo. ¿Cuánto te costó ese cuadro? Una ganga, güey. Como 15 mil dólares. Oye, güey, eh. ¿no has pensado en invertir en cine independiente de un prometedor director? Pésima idea, güey. Tampoco me gusta tirar el dinero. Bueno, ¿y si el director fuera tu mejor amigo Sebastián? Perdón, Sebas, pero después de lo de Fish, prefiero no mezclar negocios con amistad. Además, mi administrador está en Fiji y es un pedo localizar. O podríamos hablar con Daniel y él nunca jugaría con tu dinero. ¿Tú qué opinas, brazo biónico? ¡Bate huevos! Eso es un sí. Es un sí. Es como la está jalando, es commitment, eso. Oficina de Sebastián. Natalia recibe su audio. Estimada, todo en orden con la oficina. Espero este mensaje te encuentre bien. Suerte, saludos cordiales. Ok. Nada, nada, estamos en llamas. No estamos en llamas, nos dieron eficina. No, 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 literalmente estamos en llamas. Se está quemando el microondas. No. Doris volvió a meter el picadillo con todo y tenedor. ¿Cómo que con todo y tenedor? ¿Qué pasó, güey? Fabiana está dando clases. Hoy vamos a hablar de presión social. ¿Alguien de ustedes ha mandado selfies? Por ejemplo, ¿quién de aquí ha enviado una nube? Dos levantan la mano. Una de ellas es Fabiana. Culpable. No hay nada de qué avergonzarse, ¿eh? Se han enviado nudes. Hoy en día, una de cada cuatro personas, entre adolescentes y adultos, ha mandado nudes. Se ha vuelto algo tan, pero tan común que a veces hasta parece que es como obligación hacerlo, ¿no? Gaby, ¿te has mandado nudes? No, 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 mis. No. Solo me parece un poco inapropiado este tema para la clase. No se rían de Gaby, su inquietud es completamente válida. El punto es que entiendan que ante la presión social hay muchas opciones. Y lo más importante es saber que no tienen que hacer nada que no quieran hacer. Las nudes es un sí. tema de lo cual no hay que avergonzarse, pero es un tema delicado. Todos cometemos errores. Te lo puedes mandar por equivocación a un amigo en vez de mandárselo al güey que se lo quieres mandar y entonces tu amigo va a pensar que hay algo entre ustedes cuando realmente no lo hay. O en el fondo sí lo hay. Si lo hay. Sin nudes no hay interés. Ningún hombre que valga la pena te va a hacer sentir culpable por no hacer algo que no te sientes cómoda haciendo. Esa es la regla de oro. Apúntenlo. A ver, Willy, espérame en el pito a ver qué pasa. <risa> a ver. Voy. Fish y Daniel están jugando con la play. Podría llevarle ese lugarcito de la condesa. Mientras no se te para en el momento inadecuado y no traigas tangas. Esta puede ser tu noche, cabrón. ¿Por qué están hablando de Not in English. <laughs> That's a surprise to me, and um, but it is. Um, I think it's well done. So, all right, that was the final, the final um, sample. So let me go over a few things, and then we'll take a few questions. 
the um, again, I, I think I mentioned that the winner, well, first of all, let me just say that the the voting um, again is is open until the um, the 10th of October and that will close at midnight on Monday, October 10th. So you can um, go to the website and cast your vote uh, for the um, the choice that you want to make. And if you're not comfortable, Using a website, we have set up a telephone option where you can cast your vote. So I'm going to give that number in just a second. Um, when you call in, the you'll hear information about the um, nominees, and then you need to um, to give your name. You need to give your choice for the the finalist you want to vote for and provide a phone number in case there is any question about your vote, if they can't understand the recording or anything like that. So the phone number you call to cast your audio description people's choice vote is 202-596-7041. So that's 202 596 7041. And be able to cast your vote there. And the the um the winner of the audio description people's choice award will be announced at the virtual audio description awards gala on Tuesday, November 29th at 7:30. So mark your calendars for that event so that you can plan on being there. And I'm going to give the um, website address one more time where you can go to find out all of this information, the samples, and the ballot for casting your vote is www.acb.org forward slash 2022 hyphen ad hyphen peoples without the apostrophe, hyphen, choice. That's the web address. All right. I think I'm kind of ready to wind down, take a few questions. So if my host can um, Message received. Yes. Reply, you know, give people information about how to queue up to ask any questions they might have. And Kim, also, you know, if people just go to acb.org, this is right out. Uh, a link to this is right out yeah. on the homepage. That is true. And it's a lot easier to remember. Yes. So, yeah, that is true. Oh, we don't have any hands at this time. Okay. You can raise them if you'd like to ask a question. Well, hopefully I covered all the bases. Um, we are very excited about the Audio Description People's Choice Award and the the word has been filtering out there. And in fact, today, um, the Star Trek fan group posted our, our social media language on their Twitter feed. And I was told that there are 6 million people on the Star Wars fan feed for Twitter. So that got the Audio Description People's Choice Award out there to a whole lot of people. And the American Council of the Blind 
audio description awards gala out there for a whole lot of people, which is fantastic. So share the information and get your friends to vote um, for the audio description people's choice award. If we okay, Meryl has a question. All Hi. right. Hey, Kim. Hi, Monica, oh, I, Deb. Um, well, I'm glad you were listening. Was that Spanish? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny, but something I can't describe on the. <laughs> I had um, a feeling that might be the case. <laughs> but my question, Kim, is what happens if those first two uh, people that um, presented their information, uh, I mean, that were supposed to present their information to you, d do not do so during, you know, before the uh, time of the deadline of the voting, are they mm -hmm. won't be in compliance? I mean, they still get the award or what happens? Well, so the award is determined on the number of votes that mm. they get. Right. Um, we, we did ask all of the nominees to provide a sample. Mm -hmm. And as of to date, um, we have not received those two samples. And instead of leaving them off the list, we didn't want to do that. We decided mm -hmm. to indicate that they had not submitted a sample. Okay. So we're All hoping, right. um, mm -hmm. we got a, one late today and we put that into the website so people can listen to that one. Um, and if they should come in tomorrow or next week, we'll add them to the webpage. But, um, you know, you, you are right. It is mm -hmm. a bit of a missed opportunity for them. <laughs> yeah. But, there, you know, I've learned a lot in doing this process, and there's a lot of permission hoops to jump through. <laughs> I'm sure Or getting <laughs> getting a sample of two or three minutes long, you would think wouldn't be that hard. hard. But there were, <laughs> there were a lot of hoops to jump through. Uh, so. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Kim. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyone else? There are no more hands, Kim. All right. Well, I'm going to wind down, but I'll give my email address. If anybody has any questions they think of um, later on about the Audio Description People's Choice Award, um, you can reach me at Kim Charlson. That's all one word, K-I-M-C-H-A-R-L-S-O-N at acb.org. So thank you to Deb. Monica for helping me this evening with the show and um, don't forget to vote for the audio description.